nothing is impossible. Welcome back. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> she, was, she never said it that aggressively. <laughs> was it too strong? You came on real strong in that. <laughs> Welcome back to Teacup, <laughs> the Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Sabrina. <laughs> Y'all know the drill by now. Each week, we rewatch a DCOM. We talk about it a little. We make some jokes. We make each other laugh. Hopefully, we make you laugh. And then we attempt to put it on our ultimate DCOM ranking. <laughs> this week, we're watching the 2014 snowboarding epic. Cloud nine. Megan, can you please hit us with that summary? When prima donna snowboarder Kayla Morgan gets unceremoniously kicked off her competition team, she enlists the help of former snowboarding champion Will Cloud. Wow, beautifully done. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. I'd want to give a disclaimer before we get started. I got my booster yesterday and it has been kicking my ass. Good golly gosh. I have been sick as a dog all day. So if I seem a little low energy or like I'm overcompensating for something, it's because I don't feel well, but we don't have any other time to record this podcast. So we're going to keep trucking. Maybe it'll lead to some fun things. Hence the opening of this podcast. I really, if I didn't start off that strong, it it wouldn't have happened. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, do you want to start with our first impressions? Both Megan and I have not seen this movie. Yes, never. never it seen was it. outside of our Disney Channel days. It was like just outside. We would have been yeah. In, yeah, we would have been in high school. I think like that yeah. was that. You know what's crazy? Twenty fourteen is the year we met. Whoa, that That's is crazy. True. Wow, what a time. Yeah, so we missed this movie by like maybe two or three years. I would say. Yeah. We were like 16 when this came out, so, yeah. So what were your first impressions of Cloud9? So I was interested in it because it is a snowboarding movie, and I've been skiing for 20 plus years, and I work at a ski resort in the winter sometimes as a as a lift attendant. So like I have an affinity for like winter sports, snow sports. So I was excited in that aspect. But I think as most millennial Gen Z cuspers, I have like uh, a bias against like some of these later Disney Channel movies. And so I went into this with low, low expectations. And I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. I liked the movie a lot more than I thought it was going to. Did you end up watching the little like trailer, like the minute long trailer that they had on Disney Plus or did you just go straight into the movie? I I think I looked up a trailer on YouTube. I watched a trailer, but I can't okay. remember. I think I watched it like a few days before I watched the movie. So I I knew that there were dogs and snowboards. <laughs> so I only watched the little clip that's on Disney Plus and it's not the official trailer. It's not the 2 oh. minute long official trailer. I watched I a 2 is- minute trailer. I think it's interesting that they don't put that on Disney+. Plus. Literally what it was, it was a minute and 10 seconds of the scene where she wins like her, her competition. And then she goes up to Nick, 
her boyfriend at the time, and then the dad gives him, like, a weird look, and you get, like, the dad doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. That was that entire trailer. Like, just that. So it was just a scene. It was, like, a clip yeah. from the movie? Yeah. Crazy yeah. <laughs> that that was um, all you watched before going in. Exactly. And so my first impression, I was like, okay, obviously a romance plot line. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a big theme here. And then I was like, I really don't know any of the rest of the plot based on this. Like snowboarding's going to be involved, but that's all I knew. But I was like, I'm intrigued. <laughs> I'm interested yeah. to see how this goes. But yeah, like, sure. it didn't show any other characters other than her, <laughs> Nick, her boyfriend at the time, and then her dad. That's wild. You so I went in with blind nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. But I was interested. I was intrigued by it. Nice. So would you like to know some, some writer-director things? Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for appreciating my craft. Yeah, um, absolutely. You do great work. That means so much. Wow. So this movie was written by Justin Ware, and he does not have a whole lot of credits on him, his IMDb. He has a handful of acting credits, handful of writing credits. But something that stuck out to me about this movie is that it's a little more lighthearted than some of his other films, I would say. For example, one of the credits on his IMDb is a rated R film called The Pool Boys, starring Matthew Lillard. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And then another movie on his IMDb is a not rated movie called Bloodsucking Bastards. Okay. Yeah, uh, this is this really stands out in his So line this of work. is really out of left field for his genre. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know <laughs> I don't know what drew him to this, but I thought he did a good job. And I feel like I'd love to see that Matthew Lillard movie. Yeah. The movie was directed by Paul Hohen. And if that movie, or if that name sounds familiar, it's because he has directed a plethora of DCOMs, most notably Luck of the Irish, True Confessions, Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, Read It and Weep, (laughs) Jump In, Cheetah Girls 3, Camp Rock 2, and the Zombies franchise. And that's not even all. I just pulled like the most notable names. (laughs) So a lot of classics. Yeah, he's really been, like, putting in work over at Disney Channel headquarters for years. And he's done some of my favorite movies. Yeah, straight up. That's exciting. Yeah. I didn't know that. So why don't we hop into this, shall we? Let's do it. I would like to say something real quick. Um, Thanos is in this movie from Twitches. Yes. I, okay, that was the first thing that I wrote down. I was like, hold on. Is that what I think it is? And it's Santos. <laughs> but yes, Thanos. Did I say it wrong again? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, she looks so familiar. And then I was like, oh my God, twitches. <laughs> yeah. And I thought he did better in this movie. I liked him better in this movie than I did in twitches. In this movie, he plays Kayla Morgan, who is Dove Cameron's character, her dad. And I really liked him in this role. Yeah, I liked him playing like rich dad. Yeah, he really, for sure. he really nailed it. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, but I honestly can't unsee him from Twitches. Yeah, straight up. No, his face coming out of the darkness, it really scars you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we hop in to our, our positives? Why don't you go first? Okay, my first positive is I loved how the snowboarding competition scenes were shot. Yeah, 
really and, cool. And it's because, like, it was very similar to how they shoot them for, like, winter sport competitions events in yeah. actual life. And I think there was, like, one where it was, like, a body cam that I thought was an interesting shot that I wasn't Ooh, expecting. Yeah. It was a little weird of a transition, but I was like, I wish they would have done more of those. Like, that's a really cool perspective to have. But they were also just some of the most exciting parts of the entire movie to me. Yeah, for sure. I feel like sometimes in, like, action-y sports movies, during the action parts, you kind of, like, clock out. But this kept me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, same. And I'm not a huge sports movie fan. And I don't know much about, especially like snow sports, like skiing and snowboarding. But this like weirdly was like, oh, I would love to watch this, like actually watch snowboarding competitions. I was like, this is thrilling. And the fact that a Disney movie was able to like capture it in that way was really nice. And I I would, you know, if I watched this when I was younger, I probably would have been more interested in snowboarding competitions after watching this movie. Oh, no, I think I would have ate this up as a kid. If I had been in that age demographic, I think I would have been obsessed with this movie. Yeah. An interesting thing that I really liked about this movie was that it felt like an old like 90s, early 2000s decom. Now there were some spots that I definitely felt like the 2014, but overall it felt very nostalgic to me, which I thought was so cool because I've never seen this movie, but I felt like this this homey feeling and it made me love the movie. I have I do have a lot of negatives. I have about the same amount of positives as negatives, but like considering the amount of negatives I had, I was surprised at how much I really liked this movie a lot. Yeah, I did also feel that way, like the nostalgia, even though I had never seen this movie. And I think it's because they filmed it in a very similar way and also edited it in a very similar way. Well, it's just, I felt like overall, good movie, solid movie, not not groundbreaking, not like the best thing I've ever seen, but like good movie. I also wonder if because it was directed by a Paul Hohen who had done a lot of the older DCOMs, I wonder if like he brought that groundedness to the film. That would make a lot of sense because he has such like a laundry list of like classic decoms. Yeah. He probably just brought that knowledge and like not work to this movie. And I, I also think it's a very solid movie. And I mm-hmm. think like you said, I think I came in with a low expectation because it was of the newer, but not like, you know, the yeah. 2021 newer yeah. But for us, it's of the more recent de- yeah, decoms. Yeah, it's just the so, era right behind us. Yeah, that we just missed. And it did feel nice to, it was kind of like welcoming seeing mm-hmm. that opening clip of like, that said Disney Channel original movie that looked exactly like High School Musicals. Yeah. Um, And then just like the opening was very nostalgic. Yeah, it had an it intro. Felt the same. I yeah. love, I love when a movie has an intro. <laughs> Yeah, that Disney has just thrown away, apparently. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, it surprised me because this was like, like we said, 2014 and some of the like, like the 2008 movies we watched just start yeah, immediately. That's true. So like, that's something I loved. I think it's time to talk about my favorite thing in this whole movie, which is Will Cloud. <laughs> oh my God. I would risk it all for Will Cloud. <laughs> I... this perhaps the hottest man to ever be in a disney channel movie ever i and i i (laughs) listeners 
before I before I catch a case, don't worry. I looked it up. He was 20 when they filmed it. He's also older than me now. So <laughs> So this is legal. <laughs> it is okay for me to thirst over this man. And not only okay, I encourage all of you to do it. <laughs> he is incredibly attractive. <laughs> I oh my god. <laughs> also, I I really liked his character in this movie. And I think yes. that's also what made him really hot as well. <laughs> yeah. But like, he just, he was so charming. Yes. Like, absolutely. and I, I think, you know, that could come from the script, but also like, that's something the actor brings to the role. Like, he was charming. First thing I saw of him when he got on the screen, I was like, did I just fall in love? <laughs> Josh has some competition here. I know, man. <laughs> No, but like he was just he was amazing. I loved him so much. Yeah, the the actor's name is Luke Benward and Luke Benward. he's he's been in a lot of like Disney stuff. We're going to talk about him later, but he's been in a lot of stuff and when I looked up on his IMDb, I was like I've seen him in so many things yeah. that I'm just now connecting that. Same. Because he got, he glowed up so hard. Yeah. I am certain Real all hard. of you know him, but you know him as like an eight-year-old boy. Yeah. And when I tell you this man got smacked with the puberty stick. Like. <laughs> he aged well. Every every other like lead boy in a DCOM is like a cute boy. Will Cloud is a man. <laughs> yeah, he is. A plus chef's kiss. I oof. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can watch you. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm good with this. Like, I, every time he smiled, I was like, my little heart melted. I was like, wow. He had such like boy next door charming energy. Yes. That made and my he heart like, melt. He, he brought to the character this sense of like, I don't know I'm hot. Like he grew up yeah. like the goofy kid and then he got hot. Yeah. I loved that that little it, thing that he brought to this character. It gives me I, okay, I was watching Harry Potter over Christmas. But it gives me like Neville Longbottom vibes where like yeah. he was kind of a dorky kid, but then he grew up to be hot and everybody was like, Hold on, like where did he come from? I know. No, straight and up, I I'm gonna call it now. I think that Luke Benward is the next Chris Evans. I could see it. I feel like I'd, he's just going to keep aging better and better. Like yeah. a fine wine. I'm man. calling it. He Somebody get him in a superhero movie so that the rest of the world can can understand this. Because I think he's going to be the next Chris Evans. Yeah, absolutely. He's also a good actor. <laughs> he is. Let's talk about so, his acting. And <laughs> we've objectified him for a while. <laughs> we apologize. Um, so sorry to Luke Benward. We do respect you a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're a great actor. Also, and like, if you want to come on the pod sometime. <laughs> just let us know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but I I really enjoyed his performance. And I think him opposite of Dove Cameron, I feel like they were incredible opposite of each other. I thought that they had such great chemistry. Yes, absolutely. Like, and I, so this is a negative. I thought some of their flirting lines were a little cringy. Yeah. A little bit. But then when you think about it, like, if you think back to you flirting when you were 15, 16, it was probably pretty cringy. But like, we don't want to be reminded of that. So like that, the scripting of their flirting was a little cringy. But like in the montage, when you kind of watch them like fall for each other, they have such great chemistry. Yeah. And like, how could you not with... 
opposite those two because Dove Cameron is just so cute and Luke Benward is just so charming. <laughs> yeah, and this is one um, of my positives. The fight that they have, like where he tells her she's not ready to do the big trick and that, and she's like, you don't believe in me anymore. And there's like this little like fight. And then he walks away and then she says something and he turns around and comes back and kisses her. Kisses I was like, her? I, I was yes. like, I was like, I have to take a blanket off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that loved that. Ooh, like, they, that hit hard. I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> it was Cause so there good. was this like, there, and this is in my negatives, but there's this like scene where they're like swimming in the pool after doing a bunch of like practice and they have this really awkward almost kiss scene. Yeah. I feel like there and was some was dialogue like, cut. Yeah. I was like, ooh, like that didn't. Yeah. That wasn't good. But then the fight and kiss scene made it. While you're talking about the pool scene, I thought it was very funny because in the last episode we talked about like they had that shirtless scene in High School Musical and like we've never seen that before. And in this movie, Luke Benward is shirtless, but he's submerged in water up to his shoulders. So we don't see anything but collarbone. And I was like, this is so funny to me. Because also, I know if you made him stand up, he's probably like ripped and they were like, that's too much. We'll have to put a <laughs> harsher rating on this. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to Will Cloud, aside from Luke Benward, I liked the writing of his character. I'd love for us yes. to talk about the writing of that character for a little bit. So the character of Will Cloud is a teenage snowboarder who is like at the top of the competitive sports game. And he was at a a competition and he was going to debut a new move that he made himself that was like three rotations in the air doing a flip and then landing it. And he got drastically injured. And then now he hasn't he hasn't boarded in over a year. And now he works at his mom's kennel where he pushes little puppy dogs through the snow in a sled so that they could have a good time outside. <laughs> it's so pure and wholesome i love it i when i was watching him push those dogs through the sled i was like that's husband material (laughs) i I loved it he loves those dogs too it was so sweet and And he was like the dogs are depressed if i didn't have my sled they would be so sad and i was like they would you're doing the good work oh my god i i loved that i was like this is so precious and Mm -hmm. adorable like i I love it. And I also just think it gave him more of like a vulnerability than any of the other characters, uh, like other than Kayla, who has a lot of vulnerability in in this movie. (laughs) But you don't get that with like her ex-boyfriend, Nick, Mm -hmm. or like anybody else. And I think that also just like upped the charm factor as well, because you got like this different side of him. Such a well-written, rounded character. Yeah. Like, I loved seeing him interact with Kayla. I loved seeing him interact with his friends, his mom, the dogs. Like, he was just such a great character. Speaking of his friends, I loved his friends. I loved his friends. I wanted more of his friends. They were so fun and also super supportive and just, like, great all-around friends. They were both very specific types of characters, and they were really fun every time they were in the scene. And they were, like, helping Kayla, and they were training with her. And it was just, it was nice to see this group of, like, guy friends who all have their own quirks, and they all just, like, support each other and are, like, 
like great friend. Mm. And did you I, recognize one of his friends? I recognized both from, of them, but one of his friends, and I, 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 it took me a while to figure it out. One of his friends was a reoccurring role on Hannah Montana. It was Jackson's yeah. friend Thor, who always wore the overalls and had the parrot. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I, and that's the thing. I had to look him up specifically because I recognized both of them. I was like, not really the other one, but yeah. like him, I was like, I know his face. I mm. know his face. Yeah. And that I his saw voice is what got me. Oh, I recognize yeah. his voice. See, I could remember his face vividly. And I was like, I don't know where he's from. Yeah. But I just thought his the friend characters for him were so fun. I wanted more of them. Like, I wish me we had too. gotten to see their runs at the end of the movie in the snowboard competition. Because yeah. they're all on a team. And we only saw Will and Kayla's runs. I would have liked to have seen them. Because they were practicing really hard, too. <laughs> yeah. And I think just comparatively to her ex-boyfriend Nick's friends. Like, they were just the top of the top of friends. Yeah. Like they are so great. Well, it's him like Nick and his friends were kind of trash. But now, another thing I loved was the overall story. I thought was very interesting. Like I enjoyed this taking down nepotism <laughs> through line. Yeah. Which would you like to explain like that little plot to the listeners? Is it little? So, okay. So Kayla's dad owns the resort mm-hmm. and they're rich. Thanos. <laughs> Thantos Uh, owns the resort. Yes. He owns the resort. And then her boyfriend, Nick, her boyfriend at the beginning of the movie, Nick, her dad owns the, what, what? It's it's just a a premier snowboarding team. Okay. I thought he owns like the equipment company or something, but maybe he just owns the team. But both a high up and, you know, they run everything pretty much. And so Kayla and Nick are the best male and female snowboarders in that community, I guess. Big quotes around best female snowboarder. (laughs) Right. And then you come to find out that this entire, and this is a negative for me, so I'm just going to throw that out now. This entire community gaslights Kayla and tells her that she's the best female snowboarder when really she's not. She's just okay. She's just okay. Yeah, she's just a decent snowboarder. And her dad and Nick's dad have been rigging her competitions and putting her against people who are significantly worse than her. So she wins competitions. So this is a negative for you? I liked that plot line. No, no. What's a negative? I think it's an interesting plot line. What's a negative for me is how they gaslit her for so long. Like, yeah, but I, I thought that made it really interesting. An entire community gaslit this girl. Oh no, it's it's supremely messed up. But I I enjoyed watching it. Like I thought it made a very no. interesting story. I I agree with you. I think it's a very interesting plot line. I just think there could have been a better way than just like straight up gaslighting her. Yeah. I just felt like that was a little too far for me. Like her entire family, all of her friends, like. Like, that sucks. How would you trust anyone around you after that? And so that's where I think it crossed a line. It felt real, though. I I really liked them taking a stab at this idea of, like, this rich girl. Her dad owns everything. And she's actually, like, not that bad of a person. She's very nice. Yeah. And she just likes to snowboard. And I one thing I also liked, I liked that they didn't make her a horrible snoboarder. She was just okay. Yeah, like, she was and she like, was good. She could do it, but yeah. she wasn't the best. 
No. And I, I mean, you can see that in her first run in the opening of the movie, like her moves are pretty bland. And but also like, and her I mean, scores are not super high like the other ones were. Yeah. Like yes. she had like seven and sixes, but she still won. Mm-hmm. Which that's what confused me, but also very good with like continuity and stuff for the later story. Yeah. Line. Yeah. And so like, I liked that they made her just okay so that she was good enough to where she could feasibly believe, oh, I'm the best in the area. So like, I thought that it was a really cool plot line, like this idea of like nepotism and daddy buys the money and how that's very harmful. And I thought it gave Dove Cameron a really nice acting moment. In that scene where she's like, I'm a fake. Oh, that is literally my next positive is specifically the scene where she's talking to her dad and he admits that she's not as good as everyone told her she was and that it's been rigged. She had a great acting moment. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Like her being like, I'm a fake and everyone in this town knows it. Like, do you know how embarrassing that is? And I love the line that she said. Where she looked at her dad and she said, if I knew I wasn't good, I would have worked harder. Yeah. And that really hit. That hit me in my chest. I thought that was a really good line. Yeah. I I think she had a few good lines within that little Mm -hmm. monologue and that scene. But I think that was one moment where Dove Cameron really stood out. Yeah. And like, I mean, she she was really good throughout the the whole movie. I thought the acting in this movie was pretty good. Like, for the leads? Yeah. Uh, I had, like, two characters that I was like, "Mm." (laughs) I think they're probably the same characters as me. Probably. That I think were meh. But we'll talk about that later. But I, yeah, I think Dove really pulled it out in certain parts. And I think that was because the script allowed that. There were some parts that were definitely cringy and there were... But I don't think it was um, her fault. (laughs) Right. And I was talking to Megan earlier and there are certain lines like only lines where she's she has a bunch of other lines around it but then she says one line of very like cringy kind of like very i don't want to say disney way but like trying to punch it a little too hard yeah but then the rest of the lines around it were very like grounded and normal so i was just like i feel like that was pushed onto her performance where it was like, oh, no, 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 hit that line a little more. And it sounded cringier than everything else she was doing. So I think it was just the writing in certain points. But other than that, I really liked her performance in this. I did too. And I mean, we already talked about her chemistry with Will. I thought that they did great. I thought the friends were good. Dad was good. Two quick positives. I loved all the montages in this movie. Yeah. I love a good montage. They had a few, but it wasn't too many for me. And this, this, I, I was so blown back by this. The plot twist at the end of the movie, I did not see it coming. Which, what? What do you mean what? What do you mean what plot twist? What, her doing the Cloud Nine and winning? Like, I don't. No, no, no. That's obviously, that was obviously going to happen. Yeah, I was She was going to land it. No, no, no. I'm talking about the plot twist where her ex-boyfriend reveals that they set her up to get kicked off the team. Oh, I totally expected that. I did not at all. I was like, oh my gosh. So for anyone who has not seen this movie, which I would tell you guys, go watch this movie. If only once. But in the beginning of the movie, Kayla is with her boyfriend and it's like after hours and they find Will's 
dog sled and they're like sledding in it and then it gets out of control and Nick rolls off the sled and then Kayla is left on it and she crashes through a billboard and breaks the sled. And then her dad makes her do community service at the kennel, which is how she gets to know Will because Will works at the kennel. His mom owns the kennel. And because she destroyed public property, the coach kicked her off the team. It is revealed at the end. I can't believe that you saw this coming. Maybe I'm stupid. I'll tell you why. Maybe I'm dumb. No, I'll tell you why. I promise. I also wasn't boosted yesterday. I got the booster, but I wasn't sick. (laughs) You can't blame it on the booster. (laughs) I can't blame it on the booster. I literally screamed. I was like, whoa. Maybe we should put a spoiler alert (laughs) in front of this. (laughs) But I... It, it's revealed at the end, like the the son and the or the boyfriend and his dad, who's the coach, are having some words because the coach is a bad father. And the son is like, you made me cheat. And I was like, cheat. And he reveals that the, it was the dad's idea for them to get on the sled and crash the billboard and Kayla take the fall so that the dad could use it as an excuse to kick her off the team because she wasn't a good snowboarder. See, I, so let me tell you how I think I, like, I wasn't as surprised by it. One, he was awful. The boyfriend was awful. (laughs) He was. He was awful. Very bad. (laughs) When he broke up with her, he was kind of smirking the entire time. I just thought the actor was not doing very good. (laughs) It did not feel like he had any feelings towards her in the slightest. And so he didn't care about breaking up with her. And I was like, that's a red flag. But then also when they're sledding and he goes, sorry, and just jumps and leaves her on this uncontrollable sled. I went, I wrote no, down, I was like, he, he knew what it. a douchebag. Well, no, I was Me just too. like, oh, he's a douchebag because I was like, you couldn't have been like, hey, jump. Like, no, but I, then when he ran away with his friends and his excuse was, oh, I thought you were behind me. No, you didn't. Shut up. (laughs) I believed it because I just thought the guy playing Nick wasn't the best actor. (laughs) That's valid. (laughs) So like I I didn't catch the this foreshadowing. So for me, I was like, whoa. So I need to tell you the moment that gave me that reaction. And it wasn't the same as yours. Oh no. So I'm gonna go through the rest of my positives, but I'm gonna start with this one. Yes. Is this a good woe? Yeah. Okay, okay. The bait and switch moment when Kayla is dressed in the Swift team gear and and Will thinks that she's gone back to her old team right before the competition. When she walked in, I was like, no, no, she's dumb. Why would she do that? I was so <laughs> mad. And then she was like, oh, I forgot to return this and hands her jacket to the coach. And I was like, yes, I loved that moment. You know what's crazy? I didn't like that moment. I loved that moment. <laughs> I love that we have two big woe moments that the other didn't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you I like just, it? I was like, what is this? I was like, we didn't need it. It was just, it felt really quick. And I was like, I feel like, I feel like we didn't need it. It didn't make sense to me. I mean, you definitely didn't need it. It was not like a like plot necessary yeah. moment. But I, I liked it because it was just like something that I wasn't expecting from her. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, yes. I was like, cool. Okay. Because yeah. I totally could have seen her going back to the other team. Because also the whole time, she was trying to make her ex-boyfriend jealous with Will, which was... Not the 
long. A whole time. But enough to where I didn't enough. like it. <laughs> yeah, I was not a fan of it. But that's why I was like, oh, maybe she would have done that, you know, to try to get back with the boyfriend. But at that but point, I like, really they liked that kissed. Moment. They were, she was in it with Will. I mean, that's true. Yeah. No, I seeing you like it so much makes me like it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It was just a moment that I wasn't expecting. And I really liked that. Yeah. An- another a positive god bless those stunt doubles especially during the cloud nine practice sequence the cloud nine is the trick that will created and then wiped out on and then he's trying to teach kayla how to do that and you go through this montage of her practicing it and just continuously wiping out falling and she hits hard like yeah as somebody who skis and like i ski with people who board she's hitting hard like <laughs> there were a few moments where i was like oh yeah yikes. yeah like <laughs> snow softens the landing only so much <laughs> like and oh. she's also on like a half pipe also so, like, like if it's icy you can oh oh yeah it depends and on the snow if you, how much it hurts but that that looked like it was bad <laughs> But God bless all those stunt doubles for all the snowboarding sequences. I was like, that must have been rough. My next thing is actually the moment that you were wowed by. I really liked Nick finally calling out his dad. I liked that a lot. I was like, he needed to do this way earlier. Because Nick's dad. The coach of the Swift team. Yeah. Let me tell you about Nick and his dad real quick. So Nick is like the popular, hot he's not hotter than Will in my opinion, but hot, like really good snowboarder, like top male snowboarder. And he kind of has this ego, right? And he has some crappy friends too that like, I'm not a fan of, but he just has an ego pretty much. And then his dad is one of those dads that is always putting him down and never giving him any like congratulations or praise. Like he's always like, you need to do better. You need to do this. And and all Nick wants is just some sort of recognition from his dad. And so in this moment, Nick calls out his dad for that very thing, for never really like supporting him and always putting him down, even though he works really hard. And what I really liked about the scene was that his dad was not immediately po- apologetic or remorseful. No. His dad was just like, that's just how I am. And yeah. I, I was so ready for Disney to make it like a moment where it's like father and son bond, like, you yeah. know, everything's okay. And I'm so glad they didn't. I was like, yes, keep, keep that villain. I mean, like Nick is already kind of a villain and they're trying to give him a little something there. They're trying to explain why he did what he did because he yeah, was trying like to please his dad. He, he wants his dad's approval. Which makes sense. But I am so happy they didn't have the moment where, like, his dad was like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done it. Like, yeah. I'm glad they kept it. That's not the who villain. he was. Exactly. And then my last one is small, but I love bloopers at the end during the credits. I do too. I love it. I think it's so fun. And it's like, it's one of my things where I would go and watch bloopers at the end of a lot of movies because I I also just love to see how like things are filmed and how the cast was on set. But it was just so cute and fun. And I'm glad they I wish they would put bloopers at the end of every movie. Me too. Like even like movies like Parasite. (laughs) Like dramatic, like really dramatic. Oscar movies. movies. See, I would love to see like 
like a quiet place bloopers or like yeah. you know like those like thriller Horror movies yeah yeah like that would be fun i love a blooper reel or it's it's always yeah. so fun yeah so i think it's time for us to transition to negatives if you don't mind i would like to start with something that's very big for me on this negative list go for it absolutely huge i want to preface okay. this by saying and i don't think this is the booster talking i <laughs> really did like love this movie I enjoyed it a lot. I know where it lands on the list in my head. Like it's not, it's not like top five for me or anything, but I enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed all of it, except one little section of this movie that when I saw it, I had like six notes in a row and I ended it with, they lost me. <laughs> oh, yikes. Okay. There's a scene. Well, not really a scene. There's a plot point in this movie where it's like while Kayla and Will are training and they go out for ice cream or whatever and she looks over at this mountain that's like in the mountain range of where the resort is and it is not like it's not a skiing hill it's just like a glacier almost very rocky and a lot of cliffs and they were like oh that's so-and-so's peak and Will was like, yeah, people want to board down it, but I don't think anyone has. And there are no lifts. You can only get up there by helicopter. And Kayla later on picks a fight with Will because he's, you know, saying that like she's not ready for the cloud nine because she's not. <laughs> and to prove to him that she has grown enough as a boarder in the last, what, two weeks? That's another thing <laughs> I want to talk about. She somehow convinces the helicopter guy, like, to take her to the top of this peak. Well, so she, she uses her her dad's like influence, being the oh yeah, his influence. She was like, oh, my dad was supposed to schedule like my trip with you earlier. Like, you don't want him to hear about this. Like, she definitely used yeah that. Like, she twisted that. For yeah, her personal and so <laughs> he takes her to the top. She gets out. She has all her gear. And she starts boarding down this peak. And I have to say, like, people ski cliffs. That's a thing that happens. But this is, it's the most unrealistic thing I have ever seen. Like, I, like I said, people ski cliffs a lot. People board cliffs. But this specific mountain, there is no way on God's green earth that anyone would legally be allowed to helicopter up there with gear. Like, a helicopter person would be like, yeah, we can take you there. You're not going to go down this. We'll get sued. Like, the resort will get sued. Let alone a miner going up there yeah. with gear. And then they drop this miner off on top of this freaking, like, mountain with cliffs. So then she starts ski She starts boarding it. And forgive me if I'm talking too much, but this is a big pet peeve of mine. She starts boarding it. And she is doing very well. Like, shout out to the person who did the stunts for that. But also, they, the people in the helicopter, they have a camera guy in the helicopter recording her and, like, broadcasting her to the resort, which I was like, uh, minor, you don't have consent. Like, you don't yeah, have, no. like, a written thing that said, you can broadcast this, you can film me. Like, it was good for safety purposes, but, like, 
I was yeah. like, that's not allowed. Also, this whole thing shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> no, no, like there's just, there is no, no way that anyone would be allowed to like bring gear and get dropped off on that mountain because it's clearly not like open for boarders and skiers. Like he says no one's ever done it. Like it's, that's not clear. They like a lot of resorts out West have like designated places and like you can like sneak in, but you're not going to sneak in on a helicopter. And also, like, she tried to, you know, be like, hint, hint, you'll get fired if you don't take me because my dad owns a resort. I would have been like, let him fire me. Like, I'm not taking a 15-year-old girl up to that. Like, no. No. So the scene continues. She is boarding down this cliff. And she's doing really well, which, like, side note, we'll talk about this later. There is no feasible way that she has become that good of a boarder in two weeks like that's just that's a skill set level that you cannot attain in that short amount of time yeah she's boarding she's shredding it they're live streaming it everyone's like whoa and then she starts an avalanche a freaking avalanche and the avalanche is coming down. She is outboarding this avalanche. And at that point, I was like, an avalanche? You lost me. I cannot believe, yeah. like, this is too much. I'm furious. This avalanche comes down. It catches up with her and buries her in the snow. And you see, like, her body flip. And I was like, she's dead. There's no way that yeah. any person can survive that. She is dead. Will hops on a snowmobile that I guess he just has. Those are expensive. I mean, they're at a ski resort. They probably have one somewhere that he knows. I I wasn't too surprised by this snowmobile, but... Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, I mean, I don't know. From working at a ski resort, there are snowmobiles around, but the probability of him being able to just take one when he's not on staff... That's true. That's true. That it was just a little bit, meh. but he gets on the snowmobile with this dog. That's not any, it's a small dog, not good to pull a human body out of snow. <laughs> well, he and was he, just trying to sniff her out. Yeah. And he goes up, he finds her in the snow. Not only is she not injured, she's conscious. Like he undoes it and she's like knocked out for a second. And then she goes, nothing is impossible. I hated that moment. I hated it. I was like, stop. Everything that just happened, everything that just happened is quite impossible. You should be dead. The fact that she was not injured at all to the point where she could continue to train, crazy. Yeah. That that was ridiculous. And the thing that pissed me off the most about it is, I'm sorry, I've been talking a long time. (laughs) The thing that pissed me off the most about it is that you could have taken that chunk out of the movie and it really wouldn't have affected anything. No. And I feel like there were... Like, the one scene that I was wowed by. Like, just, like, little places that, like, you could have been like, oh, they could have taken that out and it wouldn't affect anything. But this was a big moment and a long scene that easily shouldn't have been there and could have been cut and would have been fine. Didn't make sense. It was way too dramatic. Way too much. And the scene gets kicked off with Kayla yelling at Will and him being like, the cloud nine is too dangerous. And she goes, for me or for you? (laughs) oh my god (laughs) like it was just it was too much they could have taken it out they could have done something else that's more realistic to convince will that she could do the cloud nine if i was will i would never talk to her again i would be like you are crazy you're reckless that was stupid yeah i and the fact that she's not dead is just nuts also like she's lucky that this man just like found a 
snowmobile and was able to like come up and save her yeah like and he got to her pretty quick <laughs> like i on the helicopter you could you could hear them being like oh we need help like we need help someone get help but will was just like there as fast as he could have been like what if he wasn't watching what yeah. if he like wasn't looking like what if he wasn't there like yeah she would have been dead just straight up dead also i i want to say they have his accident where he does the cloud nine and then he wipes out and he tore a muscle in his knee, shattered his ankle and collapsed along. Right. So yeah. like he almost died. Right. Yeah. And then, and that's not shown really in the movie. Like it's not what? present. It, it I mean, is. it's shown in the movie as like a video that people watch back. It's not a present scene in the movie. Injured. Right. And then Kayla goes and does this stupid shit yeah and and he's like you could have died like she, he was like she can't breathe under the snow like yeah. you could have died and i'm like what you know that like if you've been snowboarding most of your life like you're aware of that like i don't why would you think that this was a good idea in any sense also if you knew an avalanche was coming after you you probably would have been like okay i'm dying like this yeah. is this is Traumatic. what's gonna happen because, like, yeah. there's nothing you can do to outrun an avalanche except – so, like, the way that you, like, slow down is skiing and snowboarding is you do turns. The only yeah. way to outrun this avalanche is to just straight ski down the mountain. But then you're hitting, like, 80 miles an hour and you're not going to be able to stop and not get injured. Yeah. <laughs> Especially and on a cliff where you hit, can hit rocks. It was just, like, for the two leads, just very traumatic – injury in and or like death moments or, or like possibilities that I was yeah. like, this is a lot. Like how are these people not being like, I need to step away from this. Like, yeah. I almost just died. Like, yeah, that's a little wild to me. Yeah. Also speaking of, since you brought up Will's injury in the video, yeah. I gotta say, so we, in the movie, we see like a video of Will's injury where he was trying to do the cloud nine and he wipes out. And apparently like he broke his leg, shattered his ankle, messed up his knee and got a collapsed lung. And I, I know that it must be hard to film like wipe out scenes and do it safely. So like, I do have like some sort of grace for that so that like these borders don't actually hurt themselves. But the video that they showed of him wiping out would not lead to those injuries. <laughs> like, yeah. he landed on his back. If anything, like, maybe that could explain the collapsed lung. But it yeah. looked more like he would have gotten, like, a bad head injury rather than any sort of leg injuries. Yeah. No, I agree. I was like, when he said all that, I was like, that seems like a lot. Once you saw the video, I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was like, I don't know snowboarding and, like, injuries, like, how easily those injuries can happen in that sport. I don't either. I don't know much about it. But I was like, the way he landed, like I wouldn't have guessed those injuries. Like I would have probably guessed that if he had like landed forward and he like put his legs down or like knees down and like slammed. But yeah, he landed on his back, which was interesting. But I also, like you said, I like, I understand that they can't put these like stunt people in perilous situations. Yeah. Yeah. Really. (laughs) But I I just, I feel like they could have done a better job or maybe not shown him like the impact maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But I was just like, how did you get a leg injury from this? (laughs) 
Yeah, they could have easily had like a moment where like he's in the air and you can see that he's not going to land it and she like closes the laptop or something. You know, yeah. like you could have done one of those instead of yeah. seeing it. I have a lot more negatives, but I've talked a lot. So please take the floor for a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, I already talked about the music and how I thought it was super distracting. We talked about how the writing was cheesy in places. I need you to know that there is a character that I hated wholeheartedly. And that character was the friend who only talked through text. I hated her too. And that is no fault to the actor. No. That is all the writing of that character. I, why? There was a moment where I was like, I was like, this is stupid. And then I was like, oh, am I, am I a bad person? Is this girl like mute? I also thought the same thing. And that's why she speaks through texting people. But they never like addressed that. So it just kind of came off like really weird. No, I had the same exact thought. And like, I looked it up and I was like, you know, is there something I'm missing? Because they didn't address it. And I was like, well, if it was something serious that like that is the only way she can communicate, I feel like they would have said something. Yeah, I think they were Um, just going to, they were trying to be funny and be like, this is a teenage girl and she only texts. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I hated it. I didn't like either of her friends. Yeah, same. It was I felt so like annoying. They were both very unnecessary characters. I wanted less of them and more of Will's friends. Yeah, agreed. A hundred percent. Another thing is the opening and some of the transitions felt a little chaotic and disjointed to me. Yeah. Like in the opening, it shows like the ski resort and then it shows the high school, but you don't get to the high school until towards the end of the movie. I I didn't clock that that was the high school. So I was like, uh, this is interesting. Like, why are they just randomly showing? High- like, are they trying to say like, oh, they're in high school? Like it was setting it up. Like I get that it was, that's what it was doing, but it just felt a little chaotic and disjointed. And there were also some, <laughs> some transitions. Like there were the close-ups of them while snowboarding that looked so awkward and so bad yeah and the transition into that from like a really cool like action shot of a snowboarder to this close-up of fake snow like (laughs) green screen snow and like dove cameron's face and i was just like oh like that did not hit right and there were a few of those moments also sky sailor i didn't like her at all the female, like the best female snowboarder that they had around, I guess, she comes in to take Kayla's spot. And she was the most one-dimensional character I have ever seen. Also, I want to say 90% of her lines were like 80-yard. Yes. Like all of weird. them. Which if, if we haven't talked about 80-yard in a while, for those who don't know, it's like dialogue replacement where if there's like an issue with the mic maybe there's a lot of sound or the actor just talks too soft for some reason the mic didn't pick it up on set they'll have the actor record their lines in a studio and then they just put it over the film and you can tell a lot and like all of her lines were 80 yard yeah and she was just not written well like so boring and flat and like her lines were very much over the top, but I feel like her overall character had yeah. no personality. I just felt like um, she, it felt like she was overcompensating. And I think somebody who is like the best female snowboarder in the area wouldn't act like that. She would be a lot yeah, She was cooler. like, oh, do you want my autograph? And I was like, why are you saying it like that one? And also you're pretentious as hell. Yeah, she'd <laughs> like, be a lot cooler. Yeah. 
I also am not a fan of Sky and Nick's acting throughout the movie. I I agreed. I thought that Nick was very flat mm-hmm. for most of it. And then I hated I hated at the end when Nick is telling off his father that they threw in the line, "It's not my dream, dad. It's yours." Yeah. I like I can't believe they said that line. The line that gets made fun of so much. It also didn't fit. Like this is Nick's yeah. dream. The whole movie, he is very into snowboarding. Like partially because of yeah. his father, but like you can tell that it's something that he actively enjoys and works hard on and like he does it with his friends. So like it didn't make sense that he was like this is your dream, not mine. Yeah, I agree. And also that whole like dad fight scene, although I liked that he called out his dad, it didn't feel like he actually felt anything as he was saying it. Like there was just not like a passion or like an anger or anything behind it. It was just kind of like he's just saying the words to his dad and they happen to be mean ones. So it was just, it was weird. And Sky, like I said, just super one dimensional. And then them together was really awkward because they both, We're just like not written the best, but also just like the acting wasn't quite there. And I think also him next to Kayla was really uncomfortable because she was, you know, she's she's up on the scale of acting and he was not. And then I have two more small little things. Okay. My one is who has a Porsche in a mountain ski resort town? (laughs) She is driving it through the snow. And I'm like, that, yeah. That's not a car that you can... Like, if you've grown up there, you probably don't even want a Porsche. You want, like, a, a truck. Good, like, <laughs> a truck or, like, a Jeep or something that is for that weather. Yeah. Especially if, like, you are a snowboarder and stuff. Like, why would you want a Porsche? Like, I yeah. get the rich girl thing, but it just Over- doesn't make sense. Overall, like, the vibe of the people in this town... And granted, it was probably, like, some out west place, and I work in a West Virginia ski scene. But, like, overall, everyone was very preppy. Compared to all of the yeah. people I work with. <laughs> and myself. Yeah. I'm not, that's not a slight on the people I work with. I love them. But like, it just, it didn't, it didn't really like represent a whole lot of what I've seen throughout the years. <laughs> yeah. And then my last one is the Hot Doggers is a awful team name. You're kidding. I loved it. I hate it. I thought it was cute. And what's so funny- I thought it was precious. Was my brother walked into the room as I was watching the end of this movie. And he was watching like the snowboarding sequences. And he was like, oh, this is cool. And I was like, yeah, it's the Disney movie I'm watching. He was like, oh, okay. And then when the announcer was like, the hot doggers. Wait, he he was like, Okay, I'm done. <laughs> he walked out. He was like, I'm out. But it was just like, I was like, you couldn't have made it like the clouds or like something like cloud nine or something based yeah, on were, that. Like, they were sponsored by the hot dog or kennel. It just is such a tragic <laughs> name to me. Like Swift is very cool, right? It is. And the hot doggers. I thought it was <laughs> kind of plucky. I liked it. I was like, no, you could have come up with something better. Like, come on. <laughs> so would you like to move into some fashion notes i would love to move into some fashion notes for this movie can i say my favorite fashion note real quick yeah that bloodhound wearing a tweed cape i loved it he looked like sherlock holmes and he was the best dressed person in this movie honestly little, i agree that big old <laughs> hound dog i loved it oh my god that is so funny <laughs> The dogs are really cute. Not the dogs that they're a fashion great. note, but like very cute. Yeah. 
my first fashion note is all of the girls' outfits except for one. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> they were awful. Every single I one hate of them. it. They were terrible. So bad. And now, this is not the one that is not included, but one that was kind of okay, and I was like, I can maybe pass this, was the black dress that Kayla tried on at the beginning before the party. I liked it. Because it it looked like an eighth grade like yeah. dance dress. I wouldn't, it was that's like, funny, because I thought the same thing. I was like, I wouldn't wear it, but it's giving eighth grade formal. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, for... Like, that time, like, that would be cute. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, I can maybe give that a pass. But then when she wears it to the party, she it's it. terrible. She adds this little sash and a weird headband, and she just ruined the outfit. Yeah. And I actually created a list of what I believe are crimes <laughs> of the fashion <laughs> in this movie. I can't wait for us to play judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> so, let me go through this. Okay. First. The blue flower small hat headband that she wears with the black dress. Electric chair. Awful. (laughs) Next, all three of the girls' outfits when they were in school, but specifically Kayla's friends. I sentenced them to hangings. Oh my god, they were giving preppy xenon. Yes, that's exactly what it was. It was xenon. It was xenon, but with a collar. Like, (laughs) yes. With like a collar necklace, like a necklace that looks like a Peter Pan collar. Awful. (laughs) Terrible. Also, everyone, like all the girls wore like neon colors. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious when one of her friends wearing the preppy xenon outfit made a comment on somebody else's outfit. And I was like, girl, you can't talk. You cannot (laughs) speak. Girl, no. (laughs) Next, all three girls' outfits. From the very first scene when they're in her bedroom. The hats, the patterned hats. The hats in this movie. The hats in this movie committed war crimes. My least favorite one was the white leopard fedora. That's the worst (laughs) hat in the movie. Yes. Like, not even... Not even Ryan from High School Musical would wear that hat. And he's the fedora king. He knows that's not fashion. Every hat in this movie, except for maybe two cute little knit hats, should be waterboarded. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Next, and my least favorite of them all, is Kayla's cheetah print jacket with electric blue lining with then a neon yellow hat and purple (sighs) gloves. It was awful. And the whole movie, they talk about how, like, Kayla's a fashionista and she's so good at accessorizing. And I'm like, this is a lot. I'll suspend my disbelief more for the avalanche than I will for (laughs) me to believe that Kayla is a fashionista. And here's the thing. Okay, so she wore that, like, jacket with the gloves and the hat, right? And then when she takes off the jacket and the gloves in the kennel, she's wearing like a black and yellow sweater that matches the hat. And I was like, okay, that I can kind of get behind. Like that at least matches. I'm not a fan of the yellow. And also the sweater like looked really awkward to me. All of her outfits looked like they came straight from Justice. Not limited to. Girlies of the late 2000s, early 2010s will know what we're talking about. Not limited to, but Justice. Everything specifically. Yeah, Justice sponsored this movie. I know it. Absolutely. And I just couldn't get past it. It was all the colors together were just, they did not complement each other. 
And she was saying she knew fashion. And I was like, where? When? How? Like, so this doesn't make sense. I will say, all of the boys in this movie, they looked great. I adored all of their outfits. I would wear all of Will's outfits. I would too. Will them. Cloud had some epic sweaters. He had some nice yes. flannels. He looked good the whole movie. Husband material. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, it was so funny because all the girls had these really tragic outfits. And then all the guys, normal winter clothes for men. Normal. Normal. Just and they every were, day. I would venture to say stylish winter clothes for men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was so weird. And considering the girls were supposed to be like the fashionistas, the guys had more fashion sense than Yeah. They looked like they were in different movies. (laughs) Yeah. It was so weird. But the one the one outfit, and really it's like you only saw from the waist up. But the one thing that I did like of a girl's outfit was Sky's studded leather jacket. That was cute. I liked it. I was like, "Mm, I would wear that. That's cute. And I'm pretty sure that's the outfit that they made fun of. (laughs) They did. And that's the only like female clothing piece in this entire movie that I was like, that's cute. That works. I know we talk about a lot, like we as a society often talk about how like the mid to late 2000s have the worst fashion. Early 2010s. I think (sighs) we've just all chosen to forget. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I, I can vividly remember early 2000s, like, styles and trends. I cannot remember 2010s, like, early 2010s. Yeah, that's called and trauma repression, Sabrina. Yes. No, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I definitely <laughs> repressed everything about that time. And I don't want to dig back into it. So no. I'm going to leave that yeah. where it is. Would you like to know a fun fact? A single fun fact? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I wanted. But this is a really cool fun fact. I was really excited when I learned it. This movie was executive produced by Ashley Tisdale and legendary snowboarder Sean White. I think that's incredible. I think it's so cool. And probably why like the snowboarding scenes look pretty dope. Yeah, no, that makes absolute like total sense. He was probably like, no, 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 you're going to film this right. Like, you're you're yeah. not going to mess this up. So, like, I credit all the action sequences to him. And then I feel like yeah. that that nostalgic vibe that we have comes from the director, but also probably a little bit of Ashley Tisdale. And also, in the High School Musical episode, we talked about how Ashley Tisdale grounded that yeah. role. Like, yeah. she was so good at Sharpay. She, and I, yeah, I feel like she it. would have been a great little, like, mentor for yeah. that camera. I, I watched an interview of Ashley Tisdale talking about this movie. And she said that, like, she took it for her production company because she felt like Kayla reminded her a lot of Sharpay. Yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. That's so cool, though. Yeah, I, and I, I think it. it's really awesome that they got Sean White to be a part of it, like Absolutely. a pro snowboarder. And yeah. he was huge, like, yeah. huge star in that world. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that they did because I think it made those sequences and just the overall snowboarding so much better. Cause we've talked about in previous sports movies where like the basketball sequences are garbage. <laughs> like <Yeah>. They're <laughs> not actually playing, you know? And yeah. so at least with his eye, you would have like a little more accuracy. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't board. I'm a skier and I'm also not a park rat. I have friends who consider themselves park rats who do like crazy stuff. Like they do flips on their skis and stuff. So they would probably know more about whether or not like this 
they filmed it well, if the boarding was good. But like from my like somewhat inside knowledge of it, it looked really good to me. From my zero knowledge of anything in <laughs> snow sports, I think it looked dope. <laughs> yeah. I just, so, I don't have the knees to land jumps anymore, so I, I avoid the terrain park. <laughs> <laughs> so would you want to know where these actors are right now? It's my one Christmas wish. Like, I actually have GPS trackers on these two actors. Like, I can tell you exactly their location right now. Whoa, that's weird. But we won't. <laughs> so we'll talk about their career. For legal reasons, that was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> I promise I do not have that. Okay, well, <laughs> moving on. Duff Cameron, <laughs> who played Kayla Morgan. So I'm going to preface this with, I started writing her Where Are They Now? And then I realized how much I had written already and started to panic because she has a, uh, a lot on her yeah. IMDb. So this busy. is a little long. Yeah. In 2012, at the age of 16, she was cast in her debut TV role in Disney Channel's comedy Bits and Pieces, which after the first pilot was retooled into her hit TV show, Live and Maddie. Oh, I have never seen what... Live and Maddie. Have you? No, I have not. Because it started in 2013 and went to 2017. So it was right yeah. after. Yeah. I've heard that like, generation. people liked it. Dove Cameron's yeah. kind of like the new Hillary Duff for that era. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, and the only queen. the only reason I had heard about it, I'm a huge Ryan McCartan fan. If any of you know him, he was in Live and Maddie, but I was a big fan of him from Heather's Musical. Do you want um, a fun he, fact that I have what? about Ryan McCartan? Well, not it's not yes. a fun fact about Ryan McCartan. It's a personal connection. I was I was a chauffeur for his sister one summer. I when I saw that he went to see that show in Morgantown, yeah. I was so upset that I was yeah. not there. And I didn't I almost got a chance to chauffeur him, but I was asleep and missed the call. His sister Allison, his sister Allison McCartan, lovely woman, she was very so talented, sweet. so sweet. I loved getting to like work with her. Sweet, sweet, sweet lady. I drove her around for that entire summer cuz she was working a job at a theater I worked at. And she had texted me in the morning and was like, hey, I'll pay you like such and such amount of money to drive me to the airport to pick up Ryan and then drive back. And I was asleep and I missed the text and she got someone else to do it. <laughs> and I was I like, needed to dang know, it. I'm so angry at you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I, I was so sad. It was my Heather's... day off. It was like my one day off oh, and I was okay. sleeping in. And I was also like on and off sick that whole summer. So, but like I was very upset that I missed it. Yeah, Heather's the Musical is like one of my all-time favorite musicals, and I adore him in it. But, but big shout out only... to Allison McCartan. She's a lovely, yeah. lovely lady. When I met her, I think I met her like one or two times. She was always super sweet. But back to Dove Cameron. Sorry. After that. <laughs> Ryan McCartan tangent. <laughs> so Liv and Maddie was on from 2013 to 2017, and she played the dual lead roles of Liv and Maddie. It actually became the most watched in total viewers since Disney's Shake It Up. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's where she really like kicked off her career was with Disney. And that was her TV debut. Like that was wow. her first show. <laughs> wow. And then in October 2013, her single Better in Stereo was released and it hit number one on the Billboard Kid Digital Songs chart, which then led her to announce a debut studio album in 2014. So that is what started her music career. And then 
She's also appeared in a bunch of movies, including the A24 film Barely Lethal, which was her first non-Disney role. And then Descendants, Descendants 2, Descendants 3, (laughs) all of the Descendants movies. And Dumplin', which, great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, she was she was great in that movie. And Luke Benward is also in Dumplin'. Who's he so, in Dumplin'? He was um the guy that Dumplin' worked with. The hot and, guy? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So there was like a little reunion there. I cannot believe that's him. Wow. Yeah. I know. I was the same way. I was like, wait, hold on. But she's also played Sophie in the Hollywood Bowl live production of Mamma Mia. She Ooh. played Renee Fleming in Light in the Piazza in London. <sighs> Wow. And she joined the cast of Apple TV's Schmigadoon, which I highly recommend. I love Schmigadoon. Really? I haven't heard of it. It's it's a comedy musical TV series. And okay. I, I just need you to go and watch it because it's they pretty much like walk into this town that's a musical and they are self-aware that they're like, we're not in a musical. Like that's this is funny. not right. But then everyone around them lives in this musical and it has like Christian Chenoweth it has (gasps) Dove Cameron it has all of these like Ariana DeBose like it has all of these big musical theater actors in it yeah and it's so funny I I would love to see Dove Cameron do like a musical theater stage role yeah and I heard she was great in Light in the Piazza which is not an easy role (laughs) that she played so she has musical theater chops for sure and I believe that's where she started out as well was Mm -hmm. in musical theater I could see it I could see it and fun fact Her birth name was Chloe, but she legally changed it to Dove when her dad passed away because that was his nickname for her. Isn't that just (laughs) heart-wrenching? You can't tell me that when I have the booster in me. I'm going to start crying. (laughs) Okay, we will quickly move on so you don't cry. (laughs) Um, So next, Luke Benward, who played Will Cloud. His acting career started at the age of seven. And I, he, he I play- remember him as a kid. He played David Moore in the film We Were Soldiers. And then he grew to his success after his role in How to Eat Fried Worms as yep. Billy Forrester, which that's where I that is where vividly I remember him. him. Yeah, that and yeah. Minutemen. I remember him yeah. vividly from those two, which yeah. is why I was and- so shocked to see him as a grown man now. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And he actually won a Young Artist Award for Billy Forrester in How to Eat Fried Worms. As he should have. Yeah, absolutely. I, I Seeing the like, cover of that movie, like the poster for that movie, it threw me back. Yeah. It was such a weird moment. He's also been in movies including Minutemen, Dear John, Because of Winn-Dixie, Dublin. I love Because of Winn-Dixie. <laughs> and Girl vs. Monster, which I also think Dove Cameron was in. So I think they've been in like three different movies together. Yeah. I uh, I looked him up on Instagram because I was like, this guy seems cool. Apparently he's dating Ariel Winter from Modern oh, Family. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to take one of your one of your facts. No, 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 no. That wasn't written down. I just saw that. Yeah, um, I thought that was cool. Yeah. He's also appeared in TV shows such as See Dad Run, Good Luck Charlie, and Girl Meets World. And his most recent credit is as Micah in the 2021 film Playing God. Ooh. And his fun fact is that he's also a Christian singer and is signed to Crowd Production, which has also, they've also signed Hilary Duff, the Jonas Brothers, and Backstreet Boys. Wow. I didn't know he was a singer. 
Yeah, apparently all of his family is in like entertainment. Like I think it said his grandfather was like a big Christian singer and like his mom was an actress. And I think like, and I may be getting this mixed up, but his family was in entertainment growing up too. So Hmm. no wonder he's talented. (laughs) So now is the time where we wrap up our thoughts into a nice little book and (laughs) we decide where we're going to put this movie on the ranking. So for me, for my thoughts, like I said, I I liked this movie a lot more than I thought I did. It gave me nostalgia, which is crazy because I've never seen the movie. I recognize it's very cheesy in parts. There are a lot of parts that are not super believable. But like at the end of the day, I still really enjoyed it. I would watch it again. And to me, it kind of falls in the realm of like, if you're having a sick day and you just want to turn off your brain and watch something, I think this is the perfect movie for that. Like if you're homesick, maybe one of you guys are going to get your booster and then you have to take off work the next day because you were sick all day like me. This is an excellent movie for a sick day. I agree. I actually think that's like the perfect way of watching this movie is like if you just want something kind of mindless to watch but still be entertaining yeah i think this is a good movie and like you said cringy in parts you know obviously the fashion was not great so if you can get like past those little things (laughs) like it's it's a pretty like well-rounded movie it has an interesting plot line a lot goes on in this movie yeah And the snowboarding sequences are really cool to watch. And it's not something I feel like you see a lot in Disney sport movies, like how well it was filmed. Yeah, absolutely. So where would you put it on the ranking? I think it's definitely above Read It and Weep. I agree. I could put it above or below Smart House, which would be either the number nine or the number 10 slot. Hmm. See, for me, my automatic reaction was under Smart House. Because I don't know. I just have this like, there's a piece in my heart for Smart House. And I don't yeah. know why. I know. I think like in my brain, these are kind of on the same level. Because where Smart House, we had all of those questions that yes. were a lot of negatives. This like, I liked it for the most part, the same amount of Smart House. But my questions are the avalanche. <laughs> Yeah, that entire scene. <laughs> yeah, like if you answered the question in Smart House and got rid of the avalanche, these would be very great movies. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I also think for me, just some of the acting that was kind of lower tier. Yeah. Put this down a little more. And yeah, like some of those kind of like absurd moments in this movie. But I still thoroughly enjoyed it. And I think the plot line was more interesting than most. Yeah, I agree. So... I don't know. Smart House has a great plot too, though. It does. And that's that's the thing where it's hard to compare them. I'm gonna say below Smart House tentatively? How do we feel about that? We also have our own rankings that are separate. That's true. So we can always change it on our own. Actually, you know what? I'm more likely to watch this than Smart House. I'm trying to figure out if that is true for me or not. Because I'm not positive on, yeah. on that. I think I'm going to, I would put it below Smart House as of right now. Yeah. But it's one that I would have to think about because I. You know what? I'll agree with you because I just remembered that scene from Smart House between the dad and the son. 
and they it yeah. had a lot i think it had more poignant moments than this movie so i can i can vibe with putting it below smart house okay i'm down for that so this is now taking the number 10 spot on our list of 15 movies so far that's crazy that's it a really lot is. it is that's a lot <laughs> we need to get you to bed i do i so need let's to go wrap to this up <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please join us back next week when we will be talking about one of Sabrina's favorite movies, Cadet Kelly. Yes, I am so excited to watch this again. Oh my God, I was such a big Hilary Duff stan in this movie. I cannot wait. I'm a little scared to watch it again, but I'm also very excited. I know, I'm afraid. Like, what if it's not as good as I remember? I haven't watched it since I was a kid. I, I cannot wait. Her, Hilary Duff and Chrissy Carlson Romano, come on. Killer. I love it. So good. What a, what a team. Okay, so Megan, where can you find us online? <laughs> As always, you can find us on Instagram. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Disney Channel Unoriginal Pod. I love how we're just like deflating at the end. <laughs> I really put um, a lot of energy into this episode today and I'm hurting so bad. Listen, you did your best and that's all we can ask for. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Also... If you guys could do us a huge favor and just rate us five stars on Please. whatever you listen to. Please. It helps other people find this great podcast that we try to give you every week. And you could also leave us a review and let us know what your favorite decom is or what decom we should do next. Yes. As you all know by now, we release new episodes every Sunday. So until next time, thank you for tuning in. I'm Megan. And I'm Sabrina, and you've been listening to D-Cup. The Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. Dun, 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 dun.